Welcome to the Bacon Game Sports Pod. Your source for the latest on baseball, football, and whatever else he feels like talking about. Get ready. Here is your host, Jesse. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Bacon Games Podcast. I'm joined for, I think, the first time in uh, the podcast history with a recurring guest. So we got Jonah and Josh back on the pod. Say hi, guys. Hey, it's hey. an honor. Thank you for having us again. Yeah, yeah glad to be back. Yeah, my, my first returning guest. This is fun. This is good. Um, we had a very good conversation the last time, so I'm very happy to bring you guys on, for sure. But we're going to talk more fantasy this time, I think, because we're getting real close to the season. And I need to stop probably doing all the team recaps and just focus on what's happening. We got hard knocks tonight too, so it's gonna be a good time. Um, all yeah, right. this might actually be the first time I watch it. Oh yeah, really? you you don't watch it in the past, or just because I've never watched it ever. Is it just because it's never interested you before? Or? I just never had the time to. But now that there's like nothing and no preseason, <laughs> you know. Now, now yeah <laughs> yeah that's true yeah i wonder what it's gonna be like with no preseason it's very it's definitely gonna be weirder um i don't know i mean i guess teams are like working out and doing stuff right but i don't know i haven't heard like anything from any camp except for the one um except for the meme about kirk cousins being bad but we don't talk about that um no kirk cousins slander <laughs> on this podcast so uh, all right here we go okay so uh let's get into some of the questions i have the first one is okay, so I started doing rankings. I'm, a lot of these questions are gonna have to do with my rankings and stuff I found out while I was constructing them. I've seen a few experts have Mahomes as the top quarterback over Lamar, and I need to know how you guys feel about that because I don't know how to feel about that. Um, for me, it's one of those that I personally do not have Mahomes at number one, however, I don't hate it that people do. Like, if you want to try to sell me on it, you can. To me, just, like, I know Mahomes has the capability of throwing 40 to 50 touchdowns, and he's got a little bit of running ability. But Lamar Jackson, last year, with 1,206 rushing yards, seven rushing touchdowns, I think just kind of makes him the clear-cut number one to me. And even though he didn't throw that many yards, he still has a high-volume passing touchdowns with him. And just the fact he runs so much and the offense rolls completely through him, that leaves me number one with Lamar. So that's kind of where I sit with that. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I. I definitely. Uh, yeah. I mean, I. I think it's. I think it's pretty insane to have, uh, Mahomes over Lamar. I think that's. I think it's crazy to me personally. Um. I, I understand the fact that Mahomes can throw for 50 touchdowns, so, but I think it's worth it to have Lamar throw for 30 and then rush for 12. So um, I, I I just very much, like like you said, the offense is completely built about Lamar. We know that from last year. We know what he's capable of. Like This just seems a very weird um, decision to make from the fantasy community. I mean, we, we saw Mahomes get hurt, right? Like, you know, if we're, if we're looking at injury bug, Lamar hasn't been hurt before. Lamar runs out of bounds more, gets hit less than, than other quarterbacks. There's a There was a really interesting... I was trying to find it before. There was a really interesting, um, like, you know, semi-professional analysis done by the, this person on Twitter, who I think works for, like, some network or whatever like that. And she was talking about the amount of times uh, quarterbacks get hit and how Lamar is not even in the top percent, uh, top 10 percent or top 15 percent or top 50 percent of hit the most quarter uh, of quarterback hits or whatever or taking the most hits. So oh, it's just crazy. Yeah, it's, and you wouldn't believe that, right? And I didn't believe it either, but, you know, you can check the data. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and find that study um, real quick. Uh, or maybe not real quick. I'm trying to find that at some point, but it's it's insane to me. The only logical thing I could I could say is if you think Lamar's going to hurt, but I think that's a, a kind of a 
a silly thing to assume out of a season when NFL season is so random. We had Patrick Mahomes hurt last year, like, right? So, um, I don't know. I just feel like I, I'm considering taking Lamar in, you know, the end of the, I, it was end of the first before, but now I think like middle of the second, I would definitely be interested in Lamar in a one quarterback league, but I'm nowhere there. There's no chance you can get me to take Mahomes before the fifth round. There's a 0% chance you can be good to do that. So um, yeah, I just find it odd because it's like, I think Patrick Mahomes, you know, 50 touchdown season is harder to get than what Lamar accomplished last year. And Lamar had more fantasy points last year than Patrick did in his record-setting year. Yeah. And I think it's much, much easier for Lamar to repeat what he did yeah. over Mahomes. It's so much easier to get ground yardage and uh, and even, like, rushing touchdowns in that offense than it is to, to like, it's it's more valuable and, and in a in a way that's constructed around that offense. It just, it, it's, I don't know, it's crazy to me. Like, I guess Mahomes has better weapons. Do you guys maybe lend any credence to that? Is that, like, important, possibly? I think this is just more along the lines of, like, just a general NFL thing that Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback out there. And I think that comes into play whenever uh, people make their uh, fantasy stats because he mm. he does happen to be a great quarterback in fantasy. Mm-hmm. But we're talking just general NFL. He is the best. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. that kind of leads yeah. over into it. Yeah, and I think there's also the chance that some people still have a sour atti- attitude with Lamar after the Titans loss. And they saw him in the playoffs and saw, you know, the defense schematically go against him. And Lamar was, for the most part, shut down along with the rest of that offense. So maybe they just think, oh, now teams have a way of shutting him down. I don't really believe that. I still think that just the way that offense is structured, they're going to get there. Um, And, like, just what Lamar was able to do last year in the open field and with his arm, I just... Yeah, I don't see how he's not the number one quarterback taken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you both agree with that, or right that he's the number one guy, or yeah, Lamar yeah, should that, be the number one. Yeah, guy. just want to make sure. Just want to make sure. But this okay. is also one of those things where it's kind of just like I'm at the point where I don't really care because I'm just I draft quarterbacks in the last round or I just wait all together until waivers. Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean that's that's a totally valid strategy. Yeah, for sure. I think Lamar could be worth it to take take higher but he's probably the only one i'm really gonna reach for and that's in a one quarterback league obviously in two quarterback yeah. leagues, like i could consider taking lamar in the first top three third overall possibly <laughs> i wouldn't would put that out of uh yeah out of, out of my mind but yeah um yeah okay that's a that's that's a good answer okay i just want to make sure i'm not crazy and this was a good litmus test to test you guys because if you said patrick mahomes was the better quarterback over there i just end the podcast there and we'd be done so it's great <laughs> I'm pretty happy with that. um okay so the next question I had, a little, let's get a little more into it. Um, what do you guys think of Baker Mayfield as a top 10 quarterback um, and possibly having Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees outside the top 12s? Because that's how my rankings currently are. Curious what you think. Uh, so, I currently, you go ahead, Jonah. Okay. I think with the way that the Browns are right now, Mayfield has to make it happen. And I think with the improved O-line, the running back um, committee that he has, and the receiving options, there if there's ever a year where Baker Mayfield could be top 10, this is it. And I think for the Browns to have success, he's going to need to. So I have – I'm not shocked with that at all. I mean, I with where Baker's ADP has been – as late as it has been, he could be a great pickup that. So I honestly agree with that. 
if he can play up to the standard that he should. And in terms of Rodgers and Breeze, I'm also not shocked, especially with Rodgers, just because, you know, he's not going to throw picks and he's going to be relatively efficient. But I'm concerned with the lack of weapons that Rodgers has this year and the fact that the offense seems to be going toward a run-heavy offense. I just think his fantasy value is probably the lowest it's been for a while. With Breeze, I still kind of like the weapons that he has, but I think everyone has seen the diminished arm strength for Breeze and the fact that he doesn't push it down the field at all anymore. And I think that, plus the fact they might want to go more on the running game this upcoming season, I could also see that um, leaning to him being outside the top 12. I'd probably put Breeze closer to a fringe 10, maybe right right at 10, but I could definitely see him outside the top 12, just with how the Saints could possibly run their offense this season. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, yeah. Out of those three, I actually had Breeze at that 11 and 12 mark, but between Baker and Aaron, I just, I don't like the the run-heavy offenses, and I I get that everyone's banking on Cleveland to have a, a bounce back here, and this be their actual year to make it into the playoffs, but uh, I'm just a big believer in this whole Kevin Stefanski offense. And coming from Minnesota, who I think was the 30th and passing offense last year, and they only had 444 attempts to begin with anyways. And I, I think we're just going to see another replica of that offense just come over to Cleveland. So I, I just I think the, the attempts aren't going to exactly give Baker the the potential to be that top 10 quarterback unless he just gets like an absolutely certain amount of touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I understand what you both are saying. I think I think those are those are fair points to bring up, and I think especially about Baker being the X factor on that offense because the rest of the offense is good. I think we all can agree with that, right? Um, so I yeah, I mean I I I would I would I would agree. I just I I guess I know Baker's the X factor, and I kind of believe in it, but I guess you could be right about the running game. I just don't think their defense is very good, and their offense is just so much better than their defense. It kind of feels like this can't be a run first offense and they're going to have to use Odell more effectively. And if Landry, who I think is still injured, hopefully he's able to play uh, in the first game of the season. But um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 they spent a lot of money on Austin Hooper. They got a better offensive line for sure. I mean, Kareem Hunt's also great out of the backfield and Nick Chubb isn't bad at the backfield either. So um, there just seems like there's a lot of options there. I'm very, I don't know. I'm very excited about him. And and the reason I have, um, you know, Rogers lower is, Maybe not so much because of the weapons. I just think because of the team that he's on. I think that defense is so much better than the offense, honestly. And Rodgers is such a good player with the ball. He just won't turn the ball over, won't take the risk because he won't need to. Then that'll, mm-hmm. it'll be bad for fantasy, right? Like, that's kind of how I feel. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, Drew, I think just, I just don't really... Drew Brees is like a Hall of Fame quarterback. I, I think that's pretty obvious. But I, I think he's getting to an age where we, we can't keep putting him in. He's not going to have the, the kind of performances you want to see out of a top a quarterback on a, on a regular 12-team you know league. I just, I just don't think he'll give you consistent enough performances when we have guys like Matt Stafford, Carson Wentz, Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, Matt Ryan, you know, maybe even Gardner Minshew, uh, maybe Phillip Rivers, you know, who are going to be taking more chances down the field and taking more chances, um, uh, you know, pushing the ball with, you know, a, a better, I think a better offensive unit probably that doesn't need to rely on as much as their defense. So I, I just feel like there's 
there's a lot of the old guard is dropping because they don't need to be as aggressive as some of these other guys. They don't need to be as you know relevant fantasy because that's just not the team they're on. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of how I feel about that. Um, <laughs> hopefully that's that's fair. Do you guys do you guys have Baker? Do you think he'll be top twelve? Do you do you have him there? Would you take him like uh? You said his ADP was pretty low, but would you take him there as your number one? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind it. I mean, it really depends on where I'm at in the draft. But but, but I've already said, I don't really think – I think he might crack it then. But, like, other quarterbacks are going late, like uh, even Big Ben himself, Mm -hmm. uh, Matthew Stafford, Daniel Jones. Uh, I kind of want those quarterbacks because I'd rather have, like, the late round, like, flyers at at the positions other Mm -hmm. than those uh, other quarterbacks. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally get that. For late-round quarterbacks, I'm definitely drafting it. It seems like um, if Fantasy Pros are ever, he's in the range of, like, Daniel Jones. It's Stafford, Jones, Mayfield, Burrow, Roethlisberger. So, yeah, that stuff. I'm not a huge fan of Roethlisberger. Do you, do you think he's going to retire halfway through the year? Because I kind of feel like he's going to do that. <laughs> I know <laughs> I he's been threatening be it for, like, 10 years, but... <laughs> no, but, I mean, I mean, he is old. He was out for all last year. Like, I, I, I don't know how much this guy has left in the tank. Um, do, do you think he's... He's going to be a serviceable quarterback or, or a top 10, top 12 quarterback this year? You know what? Probably not. But, I mean, it's kind of hard to go off, you know, mm-hmm. a season where they play a, a game and a quarter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Definitely true. Definitely. But the thing is, it's like I've seen it before, and mm-hmm. if you told me he's going to play a full season, then I'm going to mm-hmm. take it because they're going to end up being in the top five at passing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've got an interesting receiving court. I think we're going to talk about that a little later. Yeah, we are. Um, I think we're going to talk about that a little later. So, interesting. Very interesting. But note. if we want to go back on Breeze, though, yeah, uh, I just don't believe that Alvin has the the ability to carry, uh, you know, the, the the whole full rushing load. And we already saw that try to happen last year, but mm-hmm. he was already injury prone, mm-hmm. and uh, that that just lends to help Drew pass more. And now they've added Emmanuel Sanders, who I don't think is going to be that much of a viable fantasy option, but it's another option for Drew Breeze. And Kamara is one of those top five, top six backs mm-hmm. that. Is it going to rush it, at, you know, maybe more than like 230, 240 times? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Don't know. Then that's just what I think. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Um, I I just, I mean, maybe I trust the defense a lot, and I just don't know if Breeze, you know, has as much, you know, arm talent as he used to in the past. Um, but I understand that, like, you know, that this team isn't like an aired out team. You know, I, I, do they even have Ted Ginn on their team anymore? I'm not sure. Um, but, I mean, th- their receivers are definitely good route runners, which is important. At least their top two receivers, Michael Thomas especially. So I guess that's probably good for him. I just, I feel like m- maybe just, like, Breeze will be a compiler this year rather than, like, a fantasy star that you want every week. You, you know what I mean? Right. That That's my worry, at least. That's definitely my worry. And I feel like probably where his ADP because of his name is, or his name recognition, you know, is he's currently... It's Josh Allen, Matt Ryan, Drew Breeze, Aaron Rodgers, Carson Wentz. I'm going to wait on guys like Brady, Stafford, Baker... Burrow, you know, guys like that, and before taking him, I, I know we weren't talking about that specifically, but just um, yeah, you know, my, my list of quarterback, I I don't think I need to rank him that high because I just don't, I just don't know if you'll want him that much personally. But you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, he's he's obviously still still, you know, quarterbacks don't lose their ability to pick apart plays and uh and be good quarterbacks minus their their athletic abilities. You know, that doesn't really go away. We see that with Tom Brady, right? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, so I'm actually looking at his rushing attempts now, and he's still yeah. to crack 200. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's always go. good. That's always good. That's always fun. <laughs> yeah, I was going to take a quick look. Um, 
I just like I want to I want to look real quick at his pro football record. I just want to see his like his game logs from last year because maybe I'm talking out of my ass. Um, but I I've watched a lot of Saints film. I watched you know the full Saints film out of the of the off season. I mean he's got you know great completion percentage, great quarterback rate, and he's got some pretty damn good games in there. Maybe I'm just talking out of my ass, but he didn't only play 11 games, so maybe that's coloring my opinions. Um, San Fran, Indy, yeah, these are these are pretty good games. Um, I definitely remember watching that because I watched a lot of Teddy Bridgewater uh, film, and that was uh, depressing, if I could be honest. <laughs> um, I, I like Teddy. I really like Teddy, especially coming out of college. He was supposed to be the Jaguar savior, supposed to be the number one pick in the draft, and that didn't happen, and then he got injured, and now he just throws checkdowns. I don't know if you guys have, yeah, have paid boring. attention to that. That's crazy to me. He was, uh, I don't know. I don't know if, he, if that was just this. I'm hoping it was just the system they ran because they weren't trusting of him and they just wanted to keep it afloat until Breeze got back. But, you know, we'll, we'll see this year because he's got his own team, right? And a, and a very good offensive unit, I think. So, yeah. I mean, that was good for Michael Thomas, though. He does nothing but run slants and that's it. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, <laughs> he, was, he was working it, dude. I mean, his average depth of target wasn't great, but I think his yards per reception was, was, was up there pretty high, if I remember correctly. Um, but yeah, I mean, he did run a lot of slants, but you know, whatever. Tom Brady's just an quarterback too, but it doesn't make him the, yeah, not the goat, you know, right? <laughs> if it works, it works. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, okay, cool. Should we, let's move on to the next thing I had. Um, okay. Let's transition to running backs. Do you guys think that Clyde Edwards Hilaire is a top 10 running back? Do you think there's also like any competition in his backfield or it's just a hundred percent his clean and, and that's it? Josh, you want yes. to take it? Uh, yeah, I think this is just a set it and forget it. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there's really not a whole lot to say. I mean, this is the first-round running back, and Kansas City got him. He's going to be in the top two of the most power uh, – sorry. <laughs> and the biggest powerhouses on, on, on offense. And uh-huh. his only competition just opted out for the season. Uh, if, you, if you're missing out on CEH in the first round, then uh, uh, I'm sorry. You know, put me in your league, please. <laughs> hey, we should play together. <laughs> hey, I'm down for that. Uh, no, I mean, I okay. Why, why don't um, we can keep talking about that? I'm curious what you how, how you feel. Otherwise, um, um, I'm not completely on board. I think the hype is a little much, and maybe it's just because I've been in some mocks and people have them as like a top five back, and I think that's a little ridiculous. I understand he was picked in the first round, and I understand he's on this high-powered offense. However, he's still a rookie in an offseason that's full of craziness. There's a lot of mouths to feed on that offense. And it's not like the Chiefs are a big run-heavy team. And looking at how they kind of devied up, you know, the running backs last year, you have Williams, who did opt out, but Williams had 111 attempts and 37 targets in the passing game. LaShawn McCoy had 101 attempts and 34 targets. So fairly similar both ways. And even though Williams opted out, I wouldn't be shocked if they had Daryl Williams mm-hmm. come in and maybe take some. Just because I, I find it a little hard to believe that they're going to give the keys completely to see and just say go at it uh, he was still yes he's first round pick he was picked very late in the first round and he's not like on the same level of a rookie running back at like Saquon Barkley or Zika Elliott was so is he a top 10 back I'd probably have him at like 9 or 10 because he is on a high powered offense but I still am not super sold on him being like 
this top five back that a lot of people seem to have him. Yeah, um, so I'm going to take a little bit of both of what you guys say. Um, firstly, um, he was the only running back taken in the first round. I know it was a late pick, obviously, because it was Kansas City. Um, I think that lends some kind of credence to his ability to, or the 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 fact that they probably want to give him the most touches. But uh, I mean, on the other hand, they have like four four other running backs if they didn't have Clyde Weber Taylor, who would totally be in a uh, like a committee backfield. And I don't think it's entirely you know, out of the normal possibility that they just don't want to use him, you know, as as much as a normal rookie running back because of the year we're in. And I think just because of, you know, he's not he's not as much of a traditional running back as he's just a playmaker. And I loved his film. I was really not expecting him to go in the first round, although I think he was the only running back that deserved to go in the first round because he's such a playmaker yeah, outside of the oh, what halfback position. And I, I totally think he's he's a he's a very good player. I mean, he's he's a, at LSU men. He was I, I can't even describe how much he like popped on tape. I mean, I know he was with Joe Burrow, and like obviously that takes a lot away. But um, and also that wide receiver that they have, who's fucking insane. I think Jamar Chase. I think that's his name, right? Am I right? Oh my goodness, the that wide receiver. Insane. Yeah, that guy's a monster. So they had a lot of other good players on the team too. But man, Edward Hilaire was such a crazy good playmaker. Um, I think he'll be similar in the NFL. I'm not sure about this year. Um, but anyway, so getting getting to my point, I he's not. He is currently on my list as my 16th overall running back. So not top 10. Um, I just, with my first round picks, my first, really my first four round picks, I want to make sure I'm getting an entity that I know will at least not be terrible and tank my season. And I don't think I get that in Clyde Robertsiller because he's a rookie. I have no idea what the situation's going to be like with the running backs. Like you said, they used a committee last year. They signed LaShawn McCoy, but like a week before the season started or some shit like that. Like he was a very late addition to the team. Um, and I just don't know what exactly Andy Reid is going to do with him i hope he's another brian westbrook i hope that was because i think that was the thing that they said during the draft but hope he's another one i just don't know if i'm willing to take him that early and take a chance what i can take guys like nick chubb you know aaron jones leonard Fournette, uh josh jacobs where i know the backfields are theirs they've done it before i know josh jacobs was rookie last year but i don't see him being displaced by anyone on that raiders team um so I, I don't know just when you look at the other options personally i just don't know if i could pull the trigger as much as i do like him as a player um, it just feels kind of like I don't want to get bit in the ass. But, you know, we've had rookie running backs really good in the past. Obviously, we had Saquon. We had Josh Jacobs last year. We've had, you know, Kamara, who is like a no-name, right, coming out of college. And he, he had a really mm-hmm. good rookie season, if, if not great rookie season. I don't remember. But I remember he was a really good way for our ad. So that's why I have to bring him up. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there are definitely points from both sides. I'm just not – I'm pretty risk-averse when it comes to drafting. So I'm not going to take him. So we should be in the same draft together, and you can take him, and then – you can either laugh at me or I'll laugh at you. Well, it, it could go either way. The thing is, it's like I kind of like taking risk, and I feel like the ones like in the yeah. leagues that I do take my risk in, those are the ones I actually win. Mm-hmm. Sure, <laughs> no, that's fair. A, a, that's example fair. from I have an experience in the Kansas City backfield. Mm-hmm. I won a championship <laughs> because I took Kareem Hunt. Yeah. And I mean, just like him, he wasn't taken as high as Clyde is, mm-hmm. which is another point of why I would take Clyde. Mm-hmm. And after Spencer Ware went down for injury, it was all Kareem. Mm-hmm. And now that Damian Williams is gone and LaShawn McCoy is gone, this is all Clyde. Mm-hmm. And what's forget talent aside, what's one of the best things for fantasy players? It's opportunity and high-powered offenses. And I want the running back who's going to get the full load in a top-two offense. And that's mm-hmm. what Clyde is going to be. And another thing is in PPR, he has the pass-catching ability. He had 55 receptions last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean – the writing's on the wall. It should happen, and that's the kind of risk I want to take. And mm-hmm. I really think there is a top five, top five upside here. Like I obviously wouldn't take him in top five, 
Mm-hmm. But if I'm drafting anywhere like after that, I'm definitely considering it. Those are all very good points, um, and I agree with them. I, I agree with them, except for I'm not sure what his his uh, you know his percentage in the backfield percentage is going to be, or how how much he's going to be in the backfield. I'm unsure about that, and it's definitely possible that I'm that I'm wrong that he is a top ten quarter uh, top ten running back. That's fine. I just personally don't think I could take him there. I and, and I understand what you're saying too about risks. You definitely want to take risks in fantasy in order to um, in order to win your leagues for sure, absolutely. But I think those risks are better served in like the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth round where, you know, there are guys there that you can drop, that you can move around, that you can trade, that, um, you know, don't cost you as much draft capital when you already have guys who you know are good, who are already getting you the points that you need. And then you get another guy out of the, out of the thing, um, out of the league that's like, uh, you know, like a, like a sixth rounder. Like, I can't even think of whom. I don't know. Like Kenny Galladay went pretty late last year, I feel like. And he was obviously a great uh, addition to any team. I just feel like it's better to, mm-hmm. to wait a little bit on those and take more risks in the later rounds than just have, you know, good players in the first round that you know are good. Like, I, I would be very, like, I'd be unsurprised if, if you know, Joe Mixon and um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had the very similar season, but I know Joe Mixon is a way safer asset than Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, right? Like, the floor is so much uh, less on those guys, I think, personally. But, you know, that's I don't know about that. Stuff. You don't think so? Yeah, because how many times has Joe Mixon finishes as a, as a top 15 back? Uh, Mixon Once, was pretty good maybe? last year, I think. I mean, no, he was pretty wrong? good last year at the end of last year, but yeah, uh, how many how many years has he been in now? I mean, we we've been waiting for this top ten breakout from Joe Mixon, and I don't even think he's finished in top ten at all. I think last year might have been his best year, and he finished what twelve, thirteen. Um, that sounds right. Let me let me look this up. Cause I'm I'm very curious now. Um, because I do like Joe Mixon. Um, oh yeah, uh, I like I, him too. Yeah, but I think a part of Clyde Edwards like draft mm-hmm. capital right now. Is uh, mm-hmm. I do see him going and like the fifth and the sixth running back off, but mm-hmm. I think it's because he's put in that mesh of those potential questionable top five running backs, where mm-hmm. it's like uh, Miles Sanders, Kenyon Drake, Josh Jacobs, and Nick Chubb and Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. And it's like amongst that group, I think between them all, Clyde is the best of scoring more. And that's why. Wait, can you can you his... say that group again? I'm sorry. I'm, I, I, I missed that real quick. It was, it was Derrick Henry. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Say that. I'm okay, so like, yeah. I, I think a reason why that he's going uh-huh. as high in like some drafts as like pick five, mm-hmm. and that's just because he's in that group mm-hmm. of questionable tier one running backs potentially. Okay, okay. And gotcha. it's like, okay, so you have Clyde, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have Miles Sanders, Kenyon mm-hmm. Drake, Derrick mm-hmm. Henry, Josh mm-hmm. Jacobs, Nick Tubb, all of which we all agree like kind of have that potential, but there's still like mm-hmm. a question mark on them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the question mark around Clyde isn't as damning as like miles which is like you know we saw for a couple of games yeah. or like well, nick mm-hmm. chubb it's like well he's splitting with cream hunt and mm-hmm. then you have derrick henry which is like i've seen him do more bad than me good and mm-hmm. he's only performed well mm-hmm. at the last half of two seasons and that's it mm-hmm. and then you have josh jacobs which is like he's a great rusher but gruden can't figure out to put him in the passing game mm-hmm. and i think that's why clyde is getting drafted over those guys because it just feels like he's safer than the guys we've seen but we still have questions with it's an interesting I point get- Sorry, God, God. I, I get that, but it's still like we haven't even seen Clyde Hedwig Hilaire on the field at all. He's not gonna have any type of preseason. He's he's a he's a rookie. And I still like picking a rookie running back that high when he's not on the same level as like a top five NFL draft pick, Ezekiel Elliott or Saquon Barkley, when you know that's gonna be the offense. 
I, I, it's just really risky. And also another thing that I don't think many people are taking in account is uh, CEH was hurt last year. He like he missed a good bit of games, so he has an injury history in college. Which again, that doesn't mean it's going to translate into the NFL. But there is the case that Andy Reid may not want to just give him this gigantic load because he does have an injured history. So there's just a lot of risks in that. And it, like he does have a very high upside because of the offense he's in, and because he does seem to be apparent number one running back in Kansas City, but just it's a really risky thing to take him that high. And especially with all these other running backs where, yes, they have question marks, but at least they've been in the league and I know what they can do. Yeah, I mean, these these are all very good points, um, if I'm being honest. Um, I Looking at Joe Mixon's stats, to go back to that real quick, he had, he had very similar results um, in uh, – in 2018 and 2019, I um, mean, he rushed for like 1,100 yards, eight touchdowns one year, five touchdowns the next. He seems to be getting targets in there, and he's only 24 years old. And you know, the um, obviously the offense is getting better on Cincinnati, and I also they're getting their first round pick from last year, who was injured the entire year back. So I'm pretty excited about what the offense has to offer for them. Sorry, I just wanted to bring that up again, and I think because I'm I'm just a big Joe Mixon stand. Not that not that you were like saying anything, you know too bad against him or anything like that, but I just want to... Oh, no, I, I, I like, that. No, I, I totally get that. Too, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 No, I just want to... But the thing is, is like, I've seen all mm-hmm. this before with the Kansas City backfield, and mm-hmm. who they drafted as a running back, and it just kind of seems like his history repeating itself. I, I, to be honest, I'm not going to be taking him anywhere, but I could, I definitely see the arguments to take him. I just won't be taking him. I won't be taking Miles Sanders either, though, for for you know the backfield reasons uh especially in philadelphia so there's and i won't be taking derrick henry too because i think he'll give you too many duds um and uh yeah 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 I, well at least we, we can end on that for that part and <laughs> definitely because i 100 agree with that 100 percent agree um okay i have another running back question do you think melvin gordon's adp is too high low do you think he'll be splitting a lot of carries with, with phil Lindsay and or um totally blanking on the guy's name but the other running back from from uh, freeman yeah, Royce Freeman. God, yeah. I should have. Yeah, Royce Freeman. So I'm curious how you feel about that situation and Melvin Gordon specifically. Sorry, Joni, yeah, do you want to go first? I mean, I, I I don't know which one to. Yeah, I mean, I could uh, I could I could I should probably say one of your names after so we can just get the, get the ball rolling. So Joni, why don't okay. you go first? He's a little high, currently, and it's kind of a mixture of one, the Gordon that we saw last year was not the same Gordon that we had been seeing. And maybe it's just because he was, you know, holding out for a bit and then he just kind of came back in. Also, I'm, I would be very shocked if the Broncos decided after what Philip Lindsay has been able to do the past couple years since he came out undrafted, now they're just not going to use him at all. I, I would be closer in feeling that this is more of a running back by committee with just those two than thinking Melvin Gordon is going to be taking the lion's share of carries and targets. I just think there's a lot of familiarity with Lindsay, and I think he, it's not like he's been doing bad. He's been good. So I, I think they're going to try to just give Locke as many weapons as possible, and I think that's why they signed Gordon. Not necessarily to make him the lead back, but just alright, Drew Locke, here's another weapon for you. We drafted all these receivers, we're going to sign some running backs, and I think they might just utilize them fairly evenly. So, yeah, I think Gordon's a little high, and I think Lindsey, because of that, is pretty low. I think he's going to be used a lot more than people think. Dope, okay. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I don't think Phillip puts that much of a dent into the rushing ability, but I definitely think he, he takes away from the, the pass catches. Mm-hmm. And between, like, other running backs that are going there in the third round, uh, there's just there's so much more that I'd rather have, like Leonard Fournette or Chris Carson, even James Conner over Melvin, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I mean, I totally agree with everything. Like, we see Phil Lindsay has had pretty consistent rushing, uh, you know, yard, or rushing attempts over the past two years. Um, Seems like he's splitting with everyone. Just because, you know, Phil Lindsay's a small guy. The NFL can be pretty traditional. I mean, he that might even impact him, you know, generally because he's a smaller person. But I think Melvin Jordan Gordon's just a better compliment to Lindsay. And this ADP is just fucking so out of whack for me, dude. It's insane. It's, it's it, okay. I just want to read you the guys going in front of him around him 33 you got mark andrews then thielen then schuster then melvin gordon then alan robinson odell beckham john uh jonathan taylor whatever calvin ridley dj moore dk metcalf david johnson james connor Le'Veon bell these guys i'm all it's not even close how much i'm taking them over melvin gordon like it's not even close uh, i just yeah those are like, all like potential top yeah receivers. <laughs> i mean mm-hmm. we, we got connor and bell of the backfield all to themselves like dj moore how are you that low first off that's fucking crazy um, Beckham, Robinson, like these guys, Melvin Gordon doesn't even have the backfield to himself. It's crazy to me. You could take him 36 overall, 38th overall. That's, that's monstrously like inappropriate. Like why would you draft a, a running back with a handcuff when there are running backs out there who have no one else in the backfield to compete with? It's crazy to me, right? I'm just taking nope, crazy pills over here. Someone tell me I'm not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not wrong. Okay. Yeah, I'm with that's, you. That's yeah. kind of what you get with those third, third round running backs. Yeah, but I mean, but there are better guys like here. Like I think yeah, personally, there are. There, right? Like I mean, maybe maybe that's just my personal. But like Bell, Johnson, Connor, uh, Singletary, I take over him. Montgomery, I take over him. Uh, then we get a little more dicey. Probably take a guy like Ingram over him. Probably take a guy like Carrion over him. Uh, but then it gets a lot closer there for sure. Because I I don't think Melvin Gordon was bad, and I think you're right about last season was definitely a dip with the holdout and everything. You know, definitely wasn't on his A game. The offensive line there was total trash. So. It'll be better in Denver. So um, there, there's definitely some upside to it. But yeah, don't put me down for him until we get to like round six or seven. So and he's not going anywhere near that. So it's almost double his ADP. Um, but yeah, it's almost like the team is trying to position to be a passing offense. And they did just get Pat Shermer this offseason yeah. as their offensive coordinator. Yeah. And uh, like I think Phil Lindsay is going to be part of that passing game more so than Melvin is. Then, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, it's definitely one of my yeah. passes. Yeah, I mean, they just brought in Melvin Gordon. I mean, it wasn't even that big of a, like, a huge deal. Like, this wasn't a Derrick Henry deal. Like, not bringing this guy in to be the number one running back. This is just another piece of the offense that they're going to use to win games because they, they want to win now. They have a good wide receiving group. They've got a, a good running back already. Like, this is just another addition. This isn't like a, hey, we have a new feature back. It's Melvin Gordon, right? Like, th- from a team-building perspective, that can't be what they signed him for, right? <laughs> I mean, I guess we'll find out. Right? I mean, let's look at his deal real quick, right? His deal, I'm pretty sure, was a two-year, $10 million deal. Am I wrong? I could be totally baseless. That. I think check. that's about right. I know it was a right? two-year deal. Yeah, I think it's a two-year, $10 million. Yeah, it's a, okay, it's a two-year, $16 million deal. This doesn't seem like a you know something that they're bringing in to be the feature back for forever, right? He's 26 years old. Yeah, running back shelf life's a lot smaller than it used to be. Um, they already have a good running back that has done things in the past. And Roy Freeman has not been you know the worst thing in the world, so... Um, yeah, I don't know. It just It just kind of feels like, I don't know, people are using ring, name recognition again to take a guy who's on a new team because for whatever reason they think this is going to make him better or back to his old self, right? I, I think that's kind of the issue here and why that's happening, mm-hmm. at least in ADP. Yeah. That sound right? Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. I'm bringing on a lot of guys for confirmation bias. This is good, guys. I'm happy. No. <laughs> no, we had the great <laughs> reply. Every time I was very good. 
Um, okay, cool. Let's move on to the next thing. Let's now talk. Give us a Leonard Fournette right there. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? Leonard Fournette? Yeah, what? give Leonard Fournette. Uh, oh, yeah, there. absolutely. The backfield's <laughs> yeah. all his. I mean, we've got, what, Chris Thompson and Raquel Armstead? No, thank you. Um, yeah. So, okay, moving on to the wide receiver portion of the show. Who do you think is more likely to finish as a top 10 wide receiver? Adam Thielen or Cooper Cup? I'm sorry. Yeah, Cooper Cup. Yeah. I think this is actually pretty easy. I'm going to take Adam Thielen. Um, yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, what, uh, what do you think? Can you hear me? Um, oh, I, uh, I think I heard Adam Thielen, right? Was that Jonah? Did you say that right? Or am I dumb? It was Josh. Josh, sorry. Fuck. Um, okay, okay so what do you bad. think? Then? Oh, can, is Josh saying something? I can't tell. Uh, I can't hear him either. <laughs> How about now? Oh, I can hear you. There we go. All right, cool. No, yeah, no. I was just saying, I think it's pretty obvious. I think this is Adam Thielen. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Thielen, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I just think it's Thielen heads down because he's the only uh, receiver in his offense. He's going to be the clear number one there. Well, Cooper Cup, we already saw the, uh, the dip in his receiving abilities last year, towards the end of last year, with the, the two tight end set that McVay decided to go to. And they did nothing to change their offensive line at all this offseason for whatever reason. And <laughs> I just think that they're going to be repeating what they used at the end of last year. And he's going to be in competition with Robert Woods and Tyler Hickby and Everett when he comes back. So mm-hmm. I think Cooper is just going to be back to his touchdown dependent self that he started out as. Whereas Adam Thielen is going to be the number one in his offense with what maybe. Irv Smith or Kyle Rudolph cutting in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I've seen this pretty close together in the rankings. So, yeah, that's just kind of what I picked out. They're, they're both, I think, top 10 for me, but that's probably going to change. I think I might move Cup back um, a bit more. Probably put Woods in front of him, I think. I think that's probably accurate. Um, but we'll see. Um, so, Cooper Cup, do you think he's in a good offense now because they don't have right they don't have a running back really anymore they drafted what cam Akers right in the second round um mm-hmm. and then they got the two guys from last year who weren't really very good like henderson right i feel like this is going to be a passing offense do you do you guys agree with that or yeah i, I, I think, think they definitely heavy pass if i had to say mm-hmm. yeah they tied i think for the first i think they were tied with another team for most pass attempts last year mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that sounds right i feel like yeah let me look it up. Uh, Good offense. I don't know, but they're going to pass a lot. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I'm just. I'm. So they have a. They have a pretty passing team, right? Um. I'm not sure how the defense is going to look. Do you. Do you think Goff's like a good quarterback or a good quarterback in the system is really what I care about. Oh. Um. I. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Goff is interesting because I think. Do I think he's a good quarterback? Mm-hmm. I think he's fine. I mean, I think in the system... For the system, right? I'm just curious if you think he'll he'll be able to... Yeah. The system, I think he can do it. Because I think he's done it before. And I think the reason Goff was drafted so high in the first place is he's very smart and he's got a good arm. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's that, like, mobile or that athletic. But for the system, I think he can do what the Rams want. So, and, I mean, I think we all can agree they're going to pass a lot. My... Like I also have Thielen above Cooper Cup, although there are some things that kind of worry me with Thielen. 
And it's just that that offense, I would think, is probably still going to be maybe not as heavy on the run as it was, but still relatively focused on it. Mm-hmm. And for the first time in a while, it is now Adam Thielen. And, I mean, I guess the next person will be Justin Jefferson, the first yeah, round pick. Let's not count Justin Jefferson or Ola B.C. Johnson. I don't want to. I don't want to leave either of those two out of the conversation. But we are, you know, we're ninety. We're trying to replace ninety-four targets uh, for Stefan Diggs, and with Cooks, you're trying to replace seventy-two targets. So they both seem similar to stuff that they're going to replace, right? Yeah, and I, I mean, I think Justin Jefferson was a great pickup for the Vikings. Oh, yeah. My concern, though, is I feel like now defenses are going to be doubling Thielen a lot mm-hmm. because they know Thielen can beat them. They want to see if Justin Jefferson or Oladipo can beat them. Mm-hmm. And I want to see how Adam Thielen does when he's doubled a lot. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a concern. And the fact that they might be rushing a lot anyways kind mm-hmm. of concerns me with how good he can be. But I think because he's the focus, they're going to find a way to scheme him open and get him the ball. And with Cup, I think he is a, still a solid option. I think Jared Goff really likes him. But... I think that offense is, even though it's going to be passing a lot, I still think Robert Woods is going to get a lot of that, and I think the tight ends are going to get a lot of it. So I still got Thielen, but I think it's a little closer when you start digging a little bit deeper in it. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I, I could agree with that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm taking Thielen over him in, in most of my drafts right now. I feel like Thielen could be an easy uh, wide receiver one. But I, I mean, when, when yeah. we do look a little bit deeper, it, it does. I think Minnesota's defense got worse in the offseason. They don't. They, I think they drafted cornerbacks, but I feel like their cornerbacks are either unproven or bad. Um, and I feel like that's going to be a very big detriment to their defense. I don't think they're the defensive team they were two years ago. I think they might be a little bit riding on the coattails of that. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, so I, I think I think they will be throwing the ball. I think same thing with uh, with the Rams. And I like Goff in the position. I also like Kirk in the position he's in. I think these are both fine quarterbacks, both talented receivers. Um I, 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 to be honest, though, I don't know if Cooper Cup is the best receiver on his team, but I know Adam Thielen is. So that primarily gives him an edge. But do we talk about mm-hmm. more coverage, right? We saw Thielen struggle with, with, you know, uh, in some of these games last year where, you know, uh, where Stefan Diggs either wasn't playing or he only missed one game. I'm sorry. So Diggs only missed one game. Um, Surprisingly. Just, yeah, right. I, I thought maybe it was Thielen who missed more games. But, you know, Thielen didn't really end up with much of a season, right? He only had 48 targets of 418, uh, you know, receiving yards. Just it, it wasn't really a wasn't really a big season for him <laughs> at all. So, it, you know, that, that might worry some people, but. Most, I think, fantasy people, or at least most laymen at least, live in, like, the very recent past, not the overall past, and I try and look at the big picture, right? So, we know Thielen's been good in the past. It's finally his offense. I'm, I'm ready to let it roll with him over Cup. So, yeah, that, that's my, at least, my, my conclusion from that. But I, I think you're right. It's probably not as close as you would outwardly assume from the question, right? Like, when I first looked at it, too, I was thought, like, oh, this is an easy one. But then I looked into it a little bit, I'm like, oh, I could actually keep this, because these guys are a lot closer, personally, I think, than, than I'm giving it credit for. Mm-hmm. I'd just rather have the other Rams receiver who's going a couple yeah, of picks later. Yeah, definitely. I, if, if we're doing that, yeah, yeah I, I would agree with that. Robert Woods is criminally underrated in fantasy. Yeah, it's, week 10 to 17 yeah. was absolutely insane. I don't know. He just figured out something. Like he was, he was on Buffalo, which you know doesn't really produce a lot of good receivers. And then he went to the Rams, and he just figured it out. And I'm very happy for him because he, he is a monster there. He doesn't look anything like what I remember him being like in Buffalo. So. It's it's definitely uh, been a real glow up for him, so <laughs> um, I'm pretty happy about that for him. But okay, cool. Um, that's good. So we're both taking we're all taking Thielen here, right? Yeah. Okay. Dope. Okay. Um, so let's talk about 
Deontay Johnson. I don't have much of an opinion on him, but I see him creeping up the boards. I see a lot of analysts talking about how he's going to be a good player, how he's definitely someone, you know, like we talked about, or at least how I talked about, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth round. You guys want to go a little bit harder and uh, try and get some of these guys who are going to break out. I think it's possible people are hinting that Deontay Johnson isn't going to be that guy or that, you know, I think he possibly could be that guy. What do you, what do you think about him? I mean, sorry, I'm wait, thinking, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, I should I should be more specific. Why don't why don't we do Josh first? I think it's okay. Oop, did you cut out? Did you say you want to get a Jonah? Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's just a uh, Jonah go first, sure. I just want to make I, uh, I feel like I should be saying the names, yeah. Okay. Um Yeah, could he break out? Sure. I'm not I'm not that high on him because I have a lot of question marks with that receiving group for the Steelers. And, I mean, I personally think Juju's probably going to have a bounce back year if Big Ben is healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, I also kind of like uh, uh, Claypool, their uh, draft pick that they got. Yeah, yeah, I think I think they're going to get um, him the ball a little bit more than expected. I wasn't so high on him necessarily coming out, but I think just in – I, the fact that they drafted with their first pick a receiver, I think, says a lot. And, yeah, I mean, if, if he's going somewhere, like, I mean, if he's going, like, near the eighth round, I I probably wouldn't take him. I mean, he's more of a late grab for me, but if he's sneaking up boards, I'm probably going to let him pass because I feel like there's going to be other guys that I have a little bit more faith in being able to contribute to my team than him but i mean he he could break out i, I don't know i don't have that much of an opinion on him honestly okay okay is there any is there any love for james washington still on the team possibly and any love for that or yeah no yeah okay <laughs> De- deontay definitely more <laughs> than james washington <laughs> yeah i mean that, no that's fair i mean i i think it's a, a relatively appropriate opinion to have yeah definitely um yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, it is definitely, <laughs> it's definitely a conundrum because you know we all we all want the wide receiver too. You know, about to blow up and become Antonio Brown, right? And uh, before that, what uh, Mike Wallace, and then before that, uh, Santonio Holmes, right? All those guys. You know, they, it's a, it comes from a long tradition of Tomlin, you know, wide receiver twos that they draft in the second round or third round that that become good players, right? So we're looking for that. I think people are still looking for that. I don't I don't know if it's possible this year though. The yeah. thing is, it's like uh, even with Big Ben coming out. And if he does have a return season where he actually plays all the games and everything, and even if they still have like a top five passing offense, I still think his ceiling is maybe borderline wide receiver two and three. Mm-hmm. But if I'm looking at these other receivers, like Everett going around the same time mm-hmm. as he in, like I'd rather have Jarvis Landry or same. Michael Gallup. Mm-hmm. Tyler Boyd. Definitely same. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, even like even one of the rookies like Henry Ruggs or Jameson Crowder. Actually, no, Jameson Crowder is going, like, in the 10th round, but, like... I'm not uh, a Jameson Crowder fan, but Ruggs, definitely. I'd be very interested in Ruggs. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Or even Slayton himself, which I think is a better... Possibly. Not that he will finish as a wide receiver of one, mm-hmm. but if you're asking between me and, like, mm-hmm. uh, Deontay, then I'd rather have Slayton. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're down on Deontay, which is fine. I think I think I'm... I, I feel like... So I've been doing some best ball drafts, um, and I just wanted to have some some percentage share of him because people are freaking out like, oh, we got to get Deontay Johnson on this team. So I'm like, hey, let me try and get a little bit. Let me see if I can fish around for some answers because I didn't see a lot that I liked last year, but I didn't see a lot generally. So I haven't really gotten to a lot of Pittsburgh films. So I'm just curious, you know, what the, what the general per- uh, perception is. But you're, you're right. The guys you mentioned going around him, Gallup uh, and uh, 
and Landry very easy them over over Deontay. Very easy. It's like not the close. thing is, <laughs> it's like I'm getting Dante Pettis vibes. Oh, like, dude, that like last, last year. year. Oh, god. It's like you have to, <laughs> you gotta have this late round receiver, and it's like yeah. <laughs> Do I have that? Yeah, sure. No, that's a that's a good comp. That's interesting. That's a very interesting comp because I got fucked on that a lot. Because um, I had him in a lot of leagues. I was very excited for him, too. Um, Speaking of which, there's a San Francisco receiver going right behind him, Debo Samuel. All right, Debo. I'd rather yeah. have him. You'd rather have De- yeah, I'd rather have Debo. Uh, yeah, I I don't know which one I'd rather have. They both seem similar to me. Um, but maybe, I don't know. The San Fran uh, passing attack is, is pretty weird, I think, to me. They got, they got the wide receiver... Out of what Arizona, Arizona State, Ayuk, right? He seems interesting. Is Debo starting on the I, uh, IR or something or the pup? Someone yeah, is starting on there, right? He'll That's be the only out issue. for the first like month, I think. Yeah. Um. But no, I mean, I like him as a receiver for sure. Um. Yeah. This is cool. what about Mike Williams or Deontay Johnson? Who would you rather have? Oh, uh, I think that's when I would rather have Deontay. <laughs> okay. You just don't like the quarterback position yeah. uh, there, or? Yeah, because I, yeah. I don't. I don't like if it's either Tyrod or Herbert, to be honest. Yeah, me neither. I very much, I thought Herbert was a huge mistake. I really like this uh, San, San, not San Diego, LA team, the LA Chargers. Um, I really like their their team outside of the quarterback, but uh, when we're talking about the quarterback, and that's pretty important for a wide receiver, it is not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is very not, not good. Not to mention, even when, like, Philip Rivers was there and they got Mike Williams, he still has not had that, like, year that people expected yet. Yeah, I just th- if Philip Rivers would stay there, they have a way better offensive line this year. I would be very excited to see see Rivers behind a good offensive line, which he will in Indianapolis. But would have liked to see him with Mike Williams because the guy is a good athlete. Um, you know, he oh, definitely yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a big body dude. He's definitely a good complement to Keenan Allen, I think. So, um, yeah, I man, he's well, five hundred yards and ten touchdowns. That's it right there. Yeah, that's that seems like a wait. Did he do that, or is that what his projected stats are? Because I could see that happening. Uh, uh, I think that's like. <laughs> similar what happened yeah i think it was like two or three years ago yeah yes i I do remember that yeah i think he actually was touchdown starved last year too i feel like it was like an opposite problem but i could be wrong um i'm actually i actually want to look this up real quick (laughs) i need to know now (laughs) i very much need to know what michael williams did last year because i haven't had him in a while on any of my teams because it's just you know like we talked about again with uh drafting players who um you know we think could break out he doesn't seem like a guy who's going to jump from like the 100th overall player taken to like the thirtieth, like that, just doesn't seem possible. Yeah, it was he hit a, he hit a, a thousand yards, a thousand and one yards, and two touchdowns. Yeah, and the year before he had six hundred yards and ten touchdowns. Yeah, very weird, very weird time for him for sure. Very weird. <laughs> Only a fifty four percent catch rate too. <laughs> very weird. Um. Okay. Cool. So that was our little talk on wide receivers, I think. Right. Yeah. Now let's move on to tight ends. I think I've got hey. another hard hitting ask here. I've got Zach Hertz um as the tight end number five. Is that too bold, or what do we think? Jonah, why don't you go first, right? We had Josh go last time, or Josh goes first? Yeah, Josh can take Jonah, you take Yeah, Josh go first. No, I said Jonah <laughs> last time. Wait, Josh go first. <laughs> I'm so bad, dude. I'm so bad you guys are names. Holy shit. I'm also All Jesse, right. so we have, like, three J's here. I gotta remember my Double name. I gotta J. remember Jonah's name. I gotta remember Josh's name. Too many J's. <laughs> you know what the funny thing is? I think most of our guests have had J's, because we had uh, really? what, John come on, oh, and then uh, I, I think we've only had on. one that has been. Shit. Oh, yeah, God. But, uh, I think that's right. I think that's where he is. Who who do you have uh, over him then? I have Andrews going over, and I have Waller as my other guy. I think I'm kind of scared about Waller. Uh-huh. I just don't like where he's going, like ADP wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I have Kelsey, Kittle, Andrews, and then Ertz. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Okay, so maybe not too bold. That's good to know. That's good. Yeah, it's just like he's still Carson Wentz' like favorite target, and mm-hmm. given the their <laughs> their history, I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of the receivers are going to last by the end of the year anyways. So by de facto, he's going to be the number one target anyways. I mean, I think coming out week one, they should they should 100% run the two two, uh, two tight end set just all the time. Just absolutely. It's, a, it's not even a question to me. Just have whatever you want. Your pick up Deshaun Jackson or Rager on the outside. And uh, yeah, one of, one of those guys on the outside and the other side have JJ or um, or Alshon Jeffrey and they just run two tight end sets the whole time. That's That's totally fine. And run, run, you can run Goddard in the slot, and you can run Ertz in the slot. They do that anyway, right? So, like, yeah, I, I uh, yeah, I, I just, so the reason I have him number five, I think, behind Waller, behind Andrews, behind Kittle, behind Kelsey, close to maybe moving Ingram up in front of him. I'm thinking about it. But I really just think it's the, the Dallas Goddard factor. I think that guy is, like, in terms of talent, a top 10 tight end, receiving tight end, at least he's, like, a top five guy, I think. He is... Uh, he, he's getting a little overshadowed by Ertz, but still people are giving him a lot of good, a lot of credit because, you know, of all the targets and uh, stuff he had last year because of the Eagles wide receiver situation. But um, I was really excited to get him in in, uh, in the draft. I think that was also the Hayden Hurst draft. So um, I was very excited to get him. The talent has never gone away. He's been just as, just as good as he was in college. Um, and I'm very excited for him. So that's kind of why I'm down on Ertz. Because um, I don't think Ertz has really lost anything. He's getting a little bit older, but he's only like, what, 28, 29? He's not like there yet, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I actually yeah. think Goddard finished as the number ten last year. Yeah, he was definitely yeah, he was definitely top. He was top ten. I'm I'm like hundred percent sure of that. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, because he had what Ertz had nine hundred yards, six touchdowns. Goddard had nine hundred yards too. I'm pretty sure. Um, I could be totally wrong on that, but let me look. <laughs> Go. He's got the weirdest name. Yeah, uh, he had 607 yards and five touchdowns. Right, his, his career numbers are 900, 941 uh, yards. So same thing, right? Yeah, which is like, you know, top 10 tight <laughs> Yeah, honestly. Yeah. yeah, for real. Um, yeah, the 87 targets is just something I love to look at. Love to see that from a guy um, who's, you know, I mean, he's not even going as a top 12 tight end. I don't even know if Goddard is. Uh, anyway, sorry, we've gotten a little off, off topic for him. But I'm, I mean, Ertz is, you know, I think we have the top two guys, right? We have... Kelsey and Kittle, right? Yeah, Those that's our top. own tier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I think after that, it's, it's you know, Waller, Andrews, and Ertz. Maybe you want to include Ingram. Maybe you want to include Hunter Henry. Maybe you want to include uh, Higby or Cook. But it's a lot more uh, it's a lot more up in the air. Um, and with a guy like Hurst, who has a guy, you know, breathing down his neck that, you know, they don't really have to, you know, uh, 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 I'm sorry, that um, who is younger and possibly even getting close to maybe being better than him um at least coming up soon you know there, there's just a lot to like about goddard and i'm just i'm pretty over the moon about him i don't know if you can tell but um <laughs> oh no i definitely agree as soon as earth is yeah. gone then your yeah. chances of getting dallas goddard is gone true very true very true i mean Ertz had how many more targets did Ertz have and yeah he had 135 targets so I, that's been you know not consistent throughout his career but he's had over 100 targets for since 2015 so that that you you love to see that stuff, um, mm-hmm. but so I think you had a contention with Waller over him. Do, are you nervous about Waller this year? Yeah, just because I feel like uh, I think if we were looking for like a a mirror to this, I think it's almost like a Cooper Cup effect from last year, mm-hmm. where like he started out great, and then you had the emergence of another guy underneath Hunter Renfro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, Hunter Renfro definitely. Um, 
he's a, he's a good receiver. He's a, he's a particle slot guy. I love him. You know, he's white. Um, he can run short routes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's that's pretty <laughs> that's much a white it. White slot receiver. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you gotta have one, dude. That's the key to every Patriot success, right? So, you know, it's gotta be the key to every team success, right? Yeah, if there's any tan lines, you gotta go. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah, you know, you need those gym rats on the team, right? Um, <laughs> but it's just like, uh, I think it just factors into where he's going in the draft. That kind of scares me off more. Irks, and right. Uh, like, do I think he finishes top 10 as a uh, tight end position? For sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, Waller, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Like, for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, seeing what I saw at the end of last season mm-hmm. and a couple if it's only been one year. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And yeah. I as I would rather have Andrews because Hurst is gone, and he finished as a top five tight end with Hurst there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's, that's, that's another good point. Shit, all right. Yeah, I really got to rethink these rankings um, just because these are like a first draft stuff and I just wanted to get everyone's opinion. I'm glad I had you have you guys on too so you can help me talk through my stuff. This is pretty important for me. So <laughs> it's another very good <laughs> exercise I need. Mm-hmm. So very happy about that. Um, sorry, yeah, I don't think I got your your response. Sorry. Um, who, who did I have to speak? Who's talking? Was it Josh? Jonah. Jonah? Sorry, yeah, I was so bad with your Jonah. names. Okay, Josh, why don't you tell me how you feel? Um, I'm actually kind of low on Andrews um which is a little off of the consensus I'm concerned with the touchdown regression that could possibly be coming um because they he led the league at like with 10 touchdown receptions I believe and a lot of that was off of big plays and I just have a feeling that regression could definitely be coming oh wait are we talking about Waller Andrews oh Andrews yeah Andrews yeah gotcha 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 um so I'm a little concerned with him. Not not enough to like take him out of like the top five by any means. I, I still think these these five tight ends like is it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have uh, mine as Kittle and Kelsey kind of flip flop whichever way you want to take yeah. those. Yeah. Um, and then Ertz, Andrews, and Waller. Um, I still believe that Ertz is going to be heavily targeted because Carson Wentz loves him so much. And even with the possibility of their receivers being healthy and the addition of Jalen Rager, I think that could just open it up even more for Ertz, where he'll be targeted more in open space instead of before when he's just targeted because he's the only weapon that Wentz has got to throw to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I still think he could do good, but again, like it, any type of outside of the top two, because like Josh said, they're in their own tier. Mm-hmm put them in any order because i think it's i think the top options going i'm oh, sorry you're like cutting out I'm having a hard uh, is that just me or no nah, i'm here the same thing oh, okay i did not catch that sorry <laughs> sorry no worries no worries yeah, if you want to like, try and go out and go back oh wait is that any better? Yeah, definitely. Yep, all okay. good. Okay, cool. What kind was the last thing you were saying about a uh, uh, Mark Andrews touchdowns, like the end of that, like before you yeah. started going? Actually, I think the last thing I heard from you was the Kelsey and Kittle being in the own tier. Yeah, that's okay. right. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so I'm I'm confident in 
with these five tight ends between Kittle, Kelsey, Ertz, Wall, and Andrews, those are like the five with Kittle and Kelsey being in their own tier. So between Ertz, Waller, and Andrews, I could see any order for them. But yeah, I so if, I have Ertz as number three, but I could definitely see him as five. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The targets is definitely something hard hard to look at and be like, hey, I want my tight end. I want to go with the tight end with less targets and uh, less opportunity, especially for tight end. So I get that for sure. Um, Andrews is interesting though. I feel like. The way Baltimore's offense is built, I'm going to take any player, any tight end, especially Andrews, who's like the number one tight end in that system. Um, but I mean, it's entirely possible stuff like that changes. Uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. I mean, thinking trading away Hayden Hurst is indicative of where they're moving forward. But I also like Hayden Hurst, so I'm sure you guys do as well. So <laughs> we can talk about that. Uh, yeah, I've actually been coming around on him. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I won't get too much on that one. No, wait, wait. OK, we, we can talk about it. I'm into it. We're doing it. Nope. No. All right. <laughs> well, uh. I think we might have like mentioned this before, like in the first episode that we had with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just like just how many vacated targets went away with Hooper. And they spent, you know, a, a significant draft capital on, on Hurst. And mm-hmm. I think uh, Atlanta is not going to have a problem finishing the top three as passing attempts. And Atlanta loves their tight ends. Yeah, it seems like it for sure. I, I, I get that a lot. Um, I just I think Hayden Hurst is also super talented. And I'm so happy he's getting a, a full role. Because I think that's that's so important. Mm-hmm. Um, See, so yeah, I'm just happy about that. Um, I I also don't think think Atlanta has these wide variety of weapons that they used to. I mean, they they've got mm-hmm. Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley. Yep. Say it. Say no. Say it. you gotta say it. You gotta say the other. You gotta say the other guy. <laughs> Russell Gage. Oh, Russell. Gage. You gotta say Russell Gage. You gotta say Russell Gage. Dude, you talk me into it. You gotta say Russell Gage. Um, but I mean if. If I had to, like, order, I guess, in terms of where the targets are probably going to go, it'd probably be Julio, Ridley, and then Hurst, honestly. Like, I think Hurst would probably be the third best option, and then probably Gage is after that. But, I mean, and like Josh mentioned, like, Hooper had a lot of targets and a lot of catches, so I think Hurst can get a lot more. So, like, when they first traded for him and I was thinking about his fantasy value, I wasn't too high, but the more that I thought about it, I was like, okay, maybe he could actually be something. Yeah, I'm very into that. I'm very into that. I'm actually <laughs> looking at his ADP right now, and he's going behind Rob Gronkowski. Like, how is that? Even people happening? love Gronk, man. <laughs> like, people what? love Gronk. It's crazy. How? It's crazy, how? dude. It's insane. I agree. It's it's fucking insane. And I'm not like, doing it. <laughs> he's going. He's going behind. Okay, so like here's an example of like the whole Waller effect, right? So Waller's mm-hmm. currently going at the end of round five and beginning of round six. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to get either the same output or even more with Hurst, and he's going almost a full round and a half later. I think it's safer for Waller, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if Hurst did that. Like, I'm very interested in getting him because I want to take tight ends late, definitely. So very interested in that. Um, I could see that happening. I think it's more likely that Waller finishes ahead, but... Um, I mean, this is where we get into the points, right? Where it's like, I, I don't know if Waller is going to be, you know, like the top tight end by the end of the time. And I don't know if that means that we shouldn't take him at like the 60 ADP. But um, I mean, definitely, I'm willing to take the risk on Hayden Harris more than I am on Darren Waller. That's definitely fair um, at their ADP prices, I think. See, as long as we got backup guys that are good. This is the fun with tight ends. It's like <laughs> after the first two, you know, you can have a debate about any of the next yeah. eight yeah. or nine. <laughs> yeah. Like, I love Evan Ingram too. I'm, I'm considering moving him up, honestly. But it's kind of tough to break that top five for me personally, but we'll see. 
Uh-huh. I'm almost the same way with tight ends, though, as I am of mm-hmm. quarterbacks. Like, almost, where, like, I'm targeting some of the later round tight ends. But, you know, depending on the draft and the value, oh, yeah. you know, you never know. That's the way you got to be. You got to be flexible to draft. In, in any draft yeah. for any kind of format, for any kind of game even, like, you have to be flexible like that. Like, I'm going to, like, I'm probably going to take a quarterback late. But if I see Lamar Jackson in the third round, and like or late third round or middle of third round even, I'm taking that guy. I don't really care what my principles say. Where I don't want to take early round quarterbacks, I'm taking him, dude. The guy was basically Christian McCaffrey last year. Christian McCaffrey's the number one pick for his position. So like, dude, right? Like, so yeah, you got to be flexible. Running back. Yeah, you got to be flexible on that. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I agree with that assessment. Just generally. Okay, let's move on to the next one. Um, who do you think has the better year out of Mike Gesicki, T.J. Hawkinson, or Noah Fant? Um, why don't we start with Josh? I think that this is for sure Mike. Uh, just okay. because I just, I just don't believe anything that I saw from Hawkinson at all. And I've seen Detroit spend uh, <laughs> a hefty capital on a on a tight end before just to not use him. <laughs> True. Yep. And then you have Noah Fant, who I, I think is just afflicted by how many targets – I mean, how many mm-hmm. options that Drew Locke has now. And he didn't even use them that much last year anyways. Like, I get it was his rookie season, but, yeah, like, does, yeah. like, do yeah. you want to throw to Jerry Judy or do you want Noah Fant? Mm-hmm. I, I think, but like, between <laughs> these three, Mike, we already saw it at the end of last year, and the Miami receivers are dropping like flies right now. They don't want corona. <laughs> <laughs> True. So this, is, this is only helping him right now, and Hopefully, you know, no one catches on in the next two or three weeks and they, like, blow up his ADP for some reason. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, between these three, I'd rather have Mike. Yeah, I, I've been a bigger Noah fan fan than Hawkinson since the draft, since before the draft even. So, I um, I like I like fan over that. We'll, we'll see you back in a second. Sorry. Um, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, Jonah, why don't, you, why don't you chime in? Yeah, I'm, I'm more or less the same. Uh, I do like Hawkinson to be able to have a bounce back year uh, that like after I watched the film, I, cause I was really curious. I was like, why is he not producing for the lions? And they were using him almost in an opposite way as how he was used in Iowa. And I just, it was, uh, it was frustrating. That is so Detroit. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. It's completely Detroit mm. and that stupid coaching staff. Mm. How are they not fired? Bring yet? back Jim Bob um, Bring him back. Oh, but <laughs> I'm uh, serious. Though. I'm serious. I love that guy. He was a good coach. Yeah, but so he could have a bounce back. But yeah, I'm I'm pretty all in on Kasiki. I mean, I, like like um, Josh mentioned, with all the opt outs, like there's not as many mouths to feed at this point. Mm-hmm. And he just had 89 targets last year, the most of his career so far. And he only caught a little over 50 percent of them. So if he could raise that catch percentage up, I think he could have a really nice year for especially for as late he is going. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm probably on Gaseki too. I think it's pretty close between him and Fant, though. I understand the, you know, there's more mouths to feed. Maybe in Denver? I don't know if that's true, though. Do we... I mean, Preston Wilson and, um... And guy who was a bust until last year, wide receiver. Anyway, oh, yeah, Parker. <laughs> yeah, Parker, Devontae Parker. Right? So, like, I, I, I don't know. Um, it's entirely possible that we have a lot of mouths to feed in Miami as well, maybe? Um, but I've always really liked Gusecki. I'm a Penn State fan. You know, I watched him in college. He was very good there. Um, he finally, he, I wouldn't say broke out last year, but 570 yards, five touchdowns, 89 targets is 
pretty good numbers from a tight end. Like, let, let's be honest. If he can get it up there, keep it going in his third year, which is great for tight ends, this is this is going to be a very exciting year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this but, is very much of like when tight ends do break out is mm-hmm. usually in their like third years. Yeah, yeah, or earliest even third years, right? But I, I still think it's like you do it. I, I think you guys are probably right. I, I wonder though, is like it's Ryan Fitzpatrick throwing him the ball, right? Is that good for tight ends? I think it's better to have the rookie. You think? Uh, yeah, uh, Tua. Yeah, right. Did he, did well, I mean, I've already Rambo? seen. Yeah, yeah it would be Tua, but I've yeah. already seen Mike with Ryan Fitzpatrick and unlimited receiving options, mm-hmm. and that was a, a fantastic tight end. Mm-hmm. I had to be honest. Yeah, let me let me let me check these game logs real quick. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I could see that. I love that he. I mean, I love that. Like as a tight end, he has. Um, at least looking at these game logs, like n- no. There are some pretty terrible games in here, but at least he's catching balls in every one of them. Like, at least he's targets like five, six, seven times a game. That is something I think you really want to see. And I think Miami, I, I don't know, their defense could be good. Um, let, me, let me be straight with you guys. They might have one of the best uh, cornerback duos in the league, I think. So I think that says a lot. I agree. I agree. About that team. Um, in, a, in a weaker division without Tom Brady, um, I don't know if Buffalo is going to be as good as they were last year. It could be a very interesting... Miami could be in a lot more games, and I wonder what that says about Gusecki. I think it could honestly translate into more, um, you know, touchdowns and more red zone opportunities where, you know, you normally see tight ends being used. I think Gusecki is used very effectively. So um, that could be beneficial for him. I think I'd rather... It's close. I think I'd rather take the chance on Gusecki, but Fant is not that far behind. I'm just not a fan of Hawk, um, especially in an offense where, like you were talking about, they don't use him correctly, and I just didn't like what I saw in film from him last year. So I know he got hurt and everything, but... Still, he had the one good week, I think week one, and that was it. Um, so, yeah, I'm definitely on team fan. <laughs> you know, looking at the ADPs right now, there's a lot of late-round tight ends that I like. Mm, like true. Uh, Very true. At, at first, I was really down on Hooper, but he's currently mm-hmm. going in the 12th now. Mm-hmm. I'll gladly take him then. Dude, I'm, I'm looking at, like, Ian Thomas to be my tight end number one, and I'm not mad about yes, that, like, at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah right? Yeah, so. I've been doing a lot of drafting best ball. He's been, like, my, my second tight end, and I, I fucking love it. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm agreeing. Looking at like Jack Doyle, Ian Thomas, maybe Blake Jarwin, Goddard, Gasecki, Hurst, you know, anything down there, fan, you know, I'll definitely take those guys. And then I'll just draft random wide receivers I think could be good in this in the fifth or eighth round. And then we'll take late wide receivers. Hopefully, I'm not spoiling too much for the draft <laughs> that, we're, that we're about to do. Hopefully, I don't yeah, give I think I've already messages. spoiled to my friends what I'm going to do. <laughs> true, true, true. Um, okay, let's get into the last question I had, because um, we've been, we're close to an hour, so yeah, we're a little over an hour, so that's good. Um, what do you think of my top 10 defenses? I'm going to list them out. Tell me, tell me how you feel. I've got number one, the Ravens, number two, the Bills, number three, the Chargers, number four, the Bears, five Steelers, six, San Fran, seven Buccaneers, eight Broncos, nine Patriots, and 10, the Saints. What do you think about that for fantasy tight end, or fantasy defenses, obviously? Should you want me to read them again? Uh, yeah. Read them again. That's probably good for people at home, too, to listen to. (laughs) We got the Ravens, number one. Bills, number two. Chargers, number three. Bears, number four. Steelers, number six. Uh, San Fran, number... Uh, San Fran, number six. Did I read that wrong? Ravens, Buffalo, Chargers, Bears, Steelers, 49ers, Buccaneers, Denver, Patriots, and Saints. I'll sign it in, in the group, in the text, so we can all be on the same page, but... Yeah, those those are my teams. Um, do do you think do you think any of this goes too high? Like I, I know I have the Chargers pretty high. I know I have the Bears probably a little high. Um, Buccaneers probably pretty high at seven. What do you guys think about that? 
Honestly, I, think... I, lo- I love the Chargers being that high. Um, I'm really high on that Chargers defense. That Chargers defense looks so fantastic. So good. Yeah, I mean, just, yes. they have a <laughs> yes. good secondary. Their pass rushing is going to be lethal this upcoming year. Mm-hmm. And they improved their linebacking core, which is probably their weakest part. And even then, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. So, man, I love that defense. Um, I think the Patriots is pretty much where they probably should be after all these opt-outs. And I honestly wouldn't be shocked if they ended up even lower just because they've lost yeah. so much and, and, and some le- big guys on defense mm-hmm. yeah but um yeah i definitely think that's a nice spot uh the i mean honestly i i was pretty happy with that top 10 the, i could see some people making an argument for the vikings but i'm also kind of with you where i think their defense is the worst it's been in the past few years mm-hmm. so yeah I'm, I'm pretty i'm pretty sold on your top 10 cool all right do i have any so i'm actually against <laughs> the chargers to be honest <laughs> Uh-huh. But I, I think I like most of everything else. Okay. Well, like, uh, like just in the Chargers in particular, it's because, like, uh, come off of last year, they're returning, like, a good bit of their pieces. They finished 27th as far mm-hmm. as defenses go. Mm-hmm. And then, just like last year, I just don't think they're going to be able to move the ball that much. And that's just going to make the defense stay on the field longer and provide more scoring opportunities for the opposing offense. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's, that's something. Sorry, guys. Yeah, that, that's like the only thing I can like really like. I like everything else because like uh, Pittsburgh mm-hmm. was an underrated defense last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Buffalo, I think might be a little too high, mm-hmm. but I that's mean I, it's it's also like it's. I think it's more NFL because like we recognize Buffalo being a really good defense, but they mm-hmm. actually finished outside the top ten. Mm-hmm. But I think Brady leaving obviously will definitely help out, and mm-hmm. uh, most of the teams that are going to be facing are just going to be bare bones like just in their division alone but yeah i agree about everything yeah the chargers is interesting um i'm hoping that a tyrod led offense is a more conservative offense that you know keeps the offense on the field and the defense off the field hopefully more than like a regular bad offense because i don't think the offense is bad um i think the quarterback position is kind of unfortunate i mean us necklers i think pretty good they got two good wide receivers the quarterback is just like a, is obviously you know a pretty shitty position, but I'm hoping that just the talent wins out in in most of these. But you know, defense is very hard to predict, so it's definitely tough. I I was thinking about moving the Patriots out of my top ten because of the opt outs. Um, I worry about their offense, but I think Belichick's kind of a defensive mastermind, so um, it's kind of tough. The the 49ers are a little low, and I might make them lower. I just um, I mean, losing to Forrest Buckner is pretty bad, but they have such a good linebacking core in a league where there aren't really that many good linebackers. Sherman can be pretty good. Um, I mean, they still got Eric Armstead, who is not bad, and they got Kim Law to replace him. I just worry that this defense and this team isn't really going to be the same as it was last year, and it could be, you know, pretty bad for them. Um, do you guys feel similarly about that, or do you think they're in the right spot? Or Yeah, I feel very much the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they could definitely face a bit of a hangover. I I do agree with the linebacking core, though. I think Fred Warner is a bit of an underrated linebacker. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. And I think just overall, they have a solid defense, but they could def. I mean, with what happened in the Super Bowl, I mean, Super Bowl hangover is a true thing. You could definitely see it. Yes. The One other thing I will say about the Chargers, though, is they are getting Derwin James back. Yeah. And I don't think that could be forgotten. That is a giant piece of that defense that's back, and losing him... I think really affected how bad that defense was last year. So yeah, I think him coming back will help improve that a lot. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I think they have a very underrated secondary. Um, So yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty on board with that. 
Um, did Bosa? Yeah, Bosa played 16 games last year. He was the year before he was hurt. Yeah. Um, I think Ingram's getting a little older, but I mean, still good. Uh, I don't think we can discount that. Um, okay, cool. All right, so that's that's good for me. I think we've we've had a very productive talk. Um, why don't you guys plug uh, the JJ Talk stuff, uh, and then we can end it. All right, cool. Well, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at JJ Talks Pod. We're also on Facebook at JJ Talks. And there you go. Dope. Yeah, for sure. I I was on your show after I believe after after we talked. Um, I just I really like talking to you guys, so I'm very happy to have you on as the first. Remember this, guys. You were the first repeat guest. So when this podcast is famous, like the Joe Rogan podcast, just everyone will know that. Okay, guys. It's very important. We're honored. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think you are like our first like official like podcast brand. So uh, thanks, man. Perfect. Of course, guys. I, I really like chatting with you, I, especially you know it, it's it's good. We got into a good discussion about Clyde Edwards-Solaire. I like to be challenged on that stuff, so it's very important to me that I have dissenting opinions. I think it makes my you know opinions going for, for going further a lot stronger. So. Very happy. Well, those are that. the most fun. <laughs> what? Those are the most fun. Yeah, exactly. I think they are. I, I, dude, some guy blocked me on Twitter today because of how butthurt he was about my, my talking points. So I very happy to have that. So. <laughs> very happy to have that. Um, but okay. All right. Thanks for stopping by, guys. All right. Thanks for having us. That's it for this episode of the Bacon Game Sports Pod. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And follow Jesse on Twitter at E-S-S-E-J-T-H-E-S-L.